Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Welcome to Witness Podcast. It's been a while. I'm Caleb Lytle. This is uh, Peyton Lytle, my wife, uh, who does the introductions and the and the outros. And we are here today with Mr. Jeremiah Beeson. And he's a good buddy of ours that we've known for a few years now. He goes out to uh, Halton Pentecostal Church. What is it? First United? Halton UPC, Halton Pentecostal Church. Okay, Halton, Halton Pentecostal Church in Halton, Louisiana, which is about 20 minutes from Bossier City, Louisiana. But he's here to give his testimony, so I'm going to open the floor for Mr. Jeremiah. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, for sure. Sounds good. So, um, I was uh, praying a little bit earlier, and, and anyways, uh, God kind of put on my heart to talk about my past you know we we talk about what success is success is to the world if you will and i grew up in a very um goal oriented family uh what i mean by that is is that uh, success was success was extremely important and when i say success i'm talking about financial success um so uh, to make a long story short god blessed me with a couple of opportunities when i was younger and I was uh, number seven in the nation when I was uh, about 16 or 17 for the largest marketing company inside the United States. And I thought that money would make me happy. Um, I started my, my journey when I was a little bit younger doing a couple of sprinkler, I had a little sprinkler system um, business, if you will. And um, I thought that cars, I thought that, that having all the money in the world would make you happy. I thought all the newest cool things that people had available would make you happy. Um, and so to start off my journey, I, um, I don't know. I just, I wanted that entrepreneurial lifestyle. I wanted to be the popular one. I wanted to be the one that had everything in the world. And anyways, so I ended up hitting success a little early. Um, I had multiple, multiple, multiple vehicles. Um, everything from a Chevelle, uh, down to a new BMW. And what I kept noticing over and over and over again was that I always wanted something else. And that's, that's what you're, that's the interesting thing you, 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 you find with the world is that you are always going to want something else. Um, doesn't matter if you're 15 listening to this podcast or if you're 55 listening to the podcast, if you are of the flesh and in the world, you're designed to want the next best thing. It's very hard for us to be satisfied, um, especially whenever we see somebody around us that is doing maybe better than us, and we tend to compare. Uh, so what we do is we try to strive to meet the goals that would get us to that point. So anyway, so I uh, uh, I was doing pretty well for myself in high school, and uh, two or three days after I graduated, I uh, moved down to a city called West Monroe and opened up another office. I, I uh, opened up another office. I'd, I'd been with this particular company for probably about two, two and a half years. I was, um, I was, I was pretty high up. I mean, they, they treated us real well, what I thought. Um, we, we'd go on, like if you can just imagine, multiple cars, several vacations, literally every vacation, almost every other month. Um, and I thought like that I was happy. Um, thought that I was happy. 
right? We're gonna we're gonna come back to that later. Mm-hmm. So um, we ended up taking uh, a vacation out to Jamaica, and there were probably 30, 30 to forty of the top higher up people in the company. I've been one of them. And, um, you know, I've never really had a problem with drinking or drugs or anything like that. You know, Satan always tempts us to the things with we, we, the things that we struggle with. So, for example, if you're out there and you're trying to quit smoking, don't be surprised if the next day somebody offers you a free cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, or don't be surprised if, if you're trying to quit drinking and your buddies invite you out the next day and say, hey, man, you know, we, we just wonder if you want to come out. Because, see, Satan doesn't have to actually attack those he's already got. So if you're living for the world, um, but when I say living for the world, what I mean is, is you know, you're not really interested in the spiritual walk, you're not really interested in God. And you know what? I understand that uh, to an extent because I was that guy. Um, I've got uh, five brothers and a sister, all biblical names, but I mean, I wasn't really raised in church. And so I was, talk, I was probably right around 18. I'd moved down to uh, West Monroe. I was running a, a, an office in Louisiana and... Um, that we went on this trip to Jamaica. And um, uh, prior to that, I actually met a assistant uh, or, or, or one of my client's assistants, and she was absolutely gorgeous. I mean, she was drop-dead gorgeous. I mean, one of those things where it was just like, wow. So I was like, of course I'm going to get her number. And um, so I got her number, and uh, she actually invited me to church before I moved down to Western Rome. And I said, okay, well, yeah, that sounds good. And obviously I wasn't going for her. I mean, excuse me, I wasn't going for church. I didn't care about church. I didn't care about God. Um, I was going for her. Which, uh, which all the folks that are listening to this, if you're a Christian and, and it bugs you that people come to church for the wrong reasons, it shouldn't because I'm here today because I came to the church for the wrong reasons. So just think about that. And remember, remember you uh, came from somewhere. God brought you from something. So don't forget what he brought you from and start judging others because you're in a different place now. Anyways, that's the first one, Vendetta. Um, so... Uh, I went to church two or three times, and um, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of this is kind of weird." But you know, she's cool. But anyways, it inevitably wasn't going to work because I was moving. And um, so, <laughs> fast forward, I went to this trip on Jamaica, and all the higher ups uh, said, "Hey, we're having a huge party. We're having a huge party up up, and uh, we had this. Uh, we stayed at the Ryu, which is like an all inclusive resort, and um, everything's paid for. And they had this huge party. I'm like, okay, you know, I don't drink or anything like that, but you know, I, it's not a big deal. Uh, so I'll go up and hang out, you know." And, um, anyways, I walk in and, uh, yeah, there were drugs like everywhere. And a lot of the higher ups of the company were doing them. And these are people that I once respect up until that particular point respected. I was like, wow, these guys are really making it. You know, I'm over here thinking I'm making money. These guys are running the whole country when it comes to the company. And, um, I lost a lot of respect for them and make a long story short, I resigned my position within about three months. Um, so I ended up moving back up to uh, Shreveport Bossier and um, the pastor of this church kept shooting me texts and shooting me, you know, just saying, hey, you know, when are you going to come back to church? When are you going to come back to church? And I blew him off for probably six months. And, and But, you know, there's something that I realized over and over and over again, even with all the cars, even with the big bank account, even with an entrepreneurial spirit is I was never happy. Yeah, I was wondering how I was wondering how all these uh, what is it called um, all the celebrities and stuff like that. Like, why would you commit suicide? You've got money, you've got the house, you've got the cars, you've got the status, you've got all these that and the other. And, and the reason why is because they were trying to cover something up that only God can fill. And um, uh, I'll get to that later of how I finally came to understand that just in general. But um, so I. Uh, 
I started doing some research. So I started doing some study and I started doing some reading because the reality of it is, is I, I kind of realized that, that even though I, I was a, a selfish person, that I, I wasn't the only person on the earth. And I said, you know, there's got to be more to this, you know, there's got to be more to this life. Like you can have a, a quarter of a million dollars sitting in your bank account and it doesn't make two licks of difference at, at all. Um, so I started doing some research. I went to uh, Baptist church, Methodist church, uh, church Christ, Catholic, uh, apostolic church, uh, Pentecostal, whatever you want to call it. Um, and, and the pastor finally, uh, after me doing my own study and I found that the church I'm actually at now from a biblical standpoint, um, was the closest that I could find. It was, you know, the truth, if you will. So, um, Bible actually talks about, uh, being filled with God's spirit. And Jesus himself even says, he says, he's talking to a guy named Nicodemus and you can read this in, in uh, it's a phenomenal story. But anyways, he, and Nicodemus is his ruler of the Jews. And what he does is he comes to Jesus by night and he says, Hey, he says, uh, I understand you, you're a good teacher because nobody can do these things, uh, you know, but sent from God. But he says, Hey, Jesus said, you must be baptized in the name of the water, excuse me, in, in the water and the spirit. And if you read in Acts, it also um, it also says that uh, Peter, after the you know, Jews are the ones that crucified Christ, right? The Jews were God's own people, right? And they crucified their own Messiah. And uh, God said, um, uh, Jesus, uh, excuse me, Peter said, he says, hey, you, you, know, you have to repent. You have to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of your sins. You have to receive the Holy Ghost. So I, I started asking all these different uh, pastors. I said, hey, you know, what is this about the Holy Spirit? Like, what is this, you know, what is this? Um. Ministry. Yeah. What is this ministry? Yeah. What, what What is this? What is this? You know, speaking in tongues. What is this? You know, this. What is this about? And the closest that I could find is somebody would actually give me give me an answer that was an answer that I didn't felt was like flighty or like oh we don't believe it's for this day or whatever the case may be was an apostolic church and then now I, I tell you this this is something I do all the time if you do a Bible study with somebody and you ask them hey why do you believe what you believe like if I'm asking you the person you the listener. Why do you believe what you believe? I guarantee your answer is going to be A, your parents taught you. B, oh, you know, I just kind of grew up this way. Or C, well, this is what my pastor said. But the answer almost is never I've read, I've studied, I've prayed, and I've actually sought the truth. Now, the, the, the scary part about that is is if you're one of those A, B, or C people, then, then you've got to realize that what you're saying is I'm willing to put my salvation into somebody else's hands, not in actually God's hands. And whenever we get to heaven... And God looks at you and says, hey, you know, I never knew you. Um, you're not going to be able to say, well, this is what he taught me. You know, he's going to look at you and said, I gave you a word. I gave you the Bible. It was up to you to do your own study, reading and praying and figure it out. And um, so long story short, that's exactly what I did. I dove in with everything I had. Um, and that space that I'd been filling with money and cars and girlfriends and all this other stuff was ultimately filled by... Uh, the Holy Spirit. It actually took me about a year or so to get the to get the Holy Ghost. It took me about a year, and um, it's been a crazy it's been a crazy crazy journey. Um, God uh, is very very real. Um, he uses people in spiritual gifts. You can read that in uh, in Corinthians. There's a whole list of them: uh, healing, miracles, words of knowledge, prophecy. All that's very real. And you know what I want to do is I want to go back to my initial scripture, and there's a reason why is because lots of people don't believe it because they've never seen it. Well, here's the thing. You've got to realize that if you've never seen it, you have to figure out who you're surrounding yourself with, who you're surrounding yourself with. Because you can't say, oh, I've never seen a healing before, but then you surround yourself with your drinking buddies that don't even go to church. So you can't expect. My point is, is, it, is, that, is that 
you can't expect um, – God can move anywhere, right? God can move anywhere. He can do anything whatsoever. Yeah, it's not only going to happen in a church. Like I've seen plenty of people healed on the streets and all that, this, that, and the other. But but you can't expect your environment and your situation to change if you're not willing to change your own environment and your own situation. It, you have to work with God to move forward. Um so it says, do not be deceived that evil company corrupts good habits. Who you hang around with is so important because who you hang around with influences your day-to-day. Who you're hanging out with influences your the language that you use when you're talking to people. Who you hang around with influences your mood. If you constantly hang around negative people and you're always feeling down about yourself or down just in general, well, you, you got to think to yourself, logically, I've got to start hanging around some people that are not so negative, Right. And, you know, I know I know the first part of this has been kind of like, you know, hey, there's a bunch of distractions in my life. and um, you know, But at the end of it all, what you give up to get that relationship with God is so small compared to what he gives you on the other side of it. Um, and... Yeah, it's 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 been a phenomenal journey. And by the way, it's not over. Um, things don't necessarily just get easier when you hop in a relationship with God. Um, in fact, it's almost like I said, it's almost kind of the opposite because just if you if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I want to start my relationship with God, <clears throat> just know that there's 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 I'm not sure what the the scripture is. I think it's in Ephesians, but it says those who break through a wall will be bitten by a serpent. What that means is whenever you start making steps in the right direction, Satan notices. So then he starts to attack you because there's only three types of trials in this world. There's There are man-made trials or God, or basically there, there are two really. There are man-made trials and there are God-made trials. Man-made trials are, are um, repercussions for things that we do stupid because you know we're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. Um, these are repercussions for things that we do that are dumb moves. And you have God-made trials. And God-made trials are those things when, when, our, when we are when we are in a relationship with God, we're doing everything we know how to, and a trial comes, he's saying, hey, you know, what's your reaction going to be? Are you actually going to follow me? Are you a real Christian? Because a lot of people say Christianity is 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 uh, shrinking, and I, I disagree completely. I think it's just becoming more defined. Because if you look at Christians, Christians actually obey what's in the Word. They actually obey the Bible. They actually read, they study, they pray. Um, but see, a lot, of, a lot of people say that they're Christians, and they don't they don't do those things. So, and anyways, God outlines very specifically, you know, what we're supposed to be as a follower. But and the cool thing about all this is, is, is no matter where you are in your life, whether you're addicted to drugs right now, whether you're, you know, addicted to alcohol, whether you are just chasing all the money in the world. And by the way, if you are, it's going to come up empty. Like it, it just, it just will. Um, you always want something better and bigger and this, that, and the other, and it'll. You realize it'll just never be enough. Nothing will ever be enough. Um, at any given point in time, whether it's your highest of high, which I was at my, what I thought was my highest of high, um, or at your lowest of low, um, you can come to God at any given point in your time. You can make that decision before you hit rock bottom to come to God. And that's the beautiful thing about God is, is, is that your past, he wants to erase that so you can become the new person that he wants you to be. Um, and that's beautiful. Not only is it beautiful, but it, it, it's it's amazing because we really don't deserve it. And, and I want to go. Oh, I, just, I feel like I really need to go back to that. That um, uh, what's it called? That surrounding yourself with with uh, give give God a chance. Most people, a lot of people, don't believe that there's a God because they've been hurt in their past. Maybe they dealt with child abuse. Maybe they dealt with um, bad parents because not all of the parents in the world are the best parents in the world. 
Um, give God a chance, but don't give God a chance based off of what I say. Give God a chance based off of wanting to get, wanting to make a step in the right direction, and wanting to get away, or excuse me, wanting to get out of the lifestyle that that you're in now and jump into something spiritual. Can I make a comment? Yes. About that? So he brought up people wanting to to give God a chance and he brought up abuse and things like that. There's like, I've, I've been following Jesus around for over four years with the Holy spirit. And I would say that I have some trauma and abuse in my childhood, right? Mm-hmm. That has affected my brain. Yep. And I will, I was always praying in my early Christian career for him to just deliver me like that. Because he does do that to some people, but he never did it to me. Because I'd get on the internet and some people were like, yeah, I got delivered. But he never did that to me. Mm-hmm. So when you give God a try, most of the time to to uh, help a person start getting deliverance with God slowly. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about slow. Sure. Day by day, slowly is, is renewing your mind with the word of God, what God says about that problem. And then if you if you keep renewing your mind, he'll come in and do his his deliverance when you know enough about it and and you're seeking out, especially with any emotional problems. Uh, I just wanted to throw that out there. I hope that's okay. No, absolutely, Uh, absolutely. No, I'll even I'll even compound upon that because that's a really good point. You know, lots of times we ask God to deliver us from stuff, and He doesn't do it because He wants us to overcome that. Sometimes it is our cross to bear to overcome the things that we struggle with. And you know the you know what the most amazing thing a, a deliverance testimony is an amazing thing, but an overcomer's testimony pretty amazing too. is pretty amazing too. The overcomer is going to be able to help a lot more people than just the guy who gets delivered. See, the guy who gets delivered can talk about Jesus and talk about you know, talk about Jesus and say, "Oh, Jesus, you know, God, He delivered me, He delivered me, He delivered me," which which we all know God can do that. But the overcomer has experience. So, so the guy with experience can help many more people in the long term, whereas the over. And I'm not, I'm not diminishing one or the other because see, there's a difference in between a healing and a miracle too. A a miracle is something that happens instant. That's what you would call like a deliverance. Hey, God, oh, it's a miracle. He, you got delivered from it. Or, well, well, I mean, deliverance can happen over time. I get that, but a miracle is instant. Healing happens over time. But just because you ask and God doesn't do it the first time, don't be disappointed because maybe He wants you to work on you. That's in fact, in fact, maybe this is the first time you've actually ever taken responsibility in your whole life for your own actions. Mm-hmm. And maybe he wants you to help the next person. Or maybe he wants you to become something greater than you could ever uh, imagine. Mm-hmm. So that's a really good point. Yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. So, yeah, okay, so, so the hole in your heart is filled now with the Holy Spirit. You went mm-hmm. around shopping basically for for what you felt like was the the best uh, way to practice your faith. Okay. So so it's not it's not it's not what I felt. It's actually not what I felt at all. Um, most of the time faith is not necessarily coupled with a feeling. We can get we can get in a very bad habit of following by feeling, but we gradually we're we're emotional beings, right? So the thing is, is lots of times we'll have feelings that contradict the word. So remember, we talked about the two different types of trials, the man-made trial. Lots of those are just fleshly decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so you, you don't need to say, of course, when you walk inside of a room, because let me tell you something, you can walk inside of a church and, and, and it'd be completely dead. And, and you're like, you can feel, oh my gosh, this is so dry. If you've got the spirit, if you've got the spirit of God, then I challenge you walk inside of a church, you know, what's dead and you know, what's alive, mm-hmm. right? You, you just know. Um, but until you have the spirit, you don't really have that discernment, but, um, where are we going with that? I, I, I lost. What was that last comment you had made? Um, I was just recapping what, what kind of your kind of what you went on your testimony. Oh, the whole talking heart. about you were talking about going to different churches. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, when it comes to when it comes to if somebody's teaching you a word and it's not backed up, excuse me, if somebody's teaching you it's not backed up by the word. And not backed up by the whole word. See, the, what you'll notice is the reason why we have so many different denominations is because is because they people like to use portions of the Bible. And the crazy part about it is, for, even from the pulpit, people say, "Oh, they like to use portions of the Bible." But the reality of it is, is I think we all have um, we all have our own opinions. But the reality of it is, our opinion doesn't matter when it comes to the word. The word's very straightforward. You have to be baptized in Jesus' name. By the way, if you're listening to this and you've been baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, I challenge you, find one time in the Bible where somebody was named uh, baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. It is, does not exist. It, in fact, in fact, in fact, every single time after they, they say baptized in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, every single time it's they baptize in the name of Jesus. And by the way, they say the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, not the names. And, and if you're that, and if you're also, if you're if you're that person who's like, oh well, you know, there there's three manifestations of of God. He's the Spirit. He's the He's the Son. He's also the Father. Why would they refer to him as singular names? Also, if you look at John, read John. I think it's like three and one or one and one, one or the other. It says in the beginning the Word was God. And you skip down to verse fourteen, and it says, and the Word became flesh. So God dwelt among us. God dwelt with us. And it's interesting enough when you say people say that Jesus is the Son of God. Well, if you look at if it's Father, Son, and Holy Holy Ghost, it actually says that Jesus was a child of the Holy Spirit. So if you think it's three separate entities, then it's you have to say that Jesus was a father was a child of the Holy Spirit and not of God. So just th- these are those little things that 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 whenever you start to read and you start to study and you start to pray and you start to dig into the Word you realize that that kind of drawing it all back to what mama said or what this person taught me or whatever the case may be, may not be the truth. And the reality of it is, is you are responsible solely for your salvation. And listen, if you're okay with putting it in somebody else's hands, which by the way, I, I, I was at first until I realized, you know, Hey, this is a pretty, a pretty big, pretty big deal. Oh, I'm kind of, I want to, I want to point this out too is, um, is that if you're listening, say you're not a Christian, say you're like, hey, I'm an atheist, I don't believe in any of this stuff, right? Give God a try. Because here's the thing, you're not going to be able to ignore and not going to be able to deny the supernatural nature of God. You are not going to be able to deny it. And that is one of the reasons why the Gentiles, which they're basically two types of people. you got the Jews, you got the Gentiles. The Jews are God's chosen people. The Gentiles are basically everybody else, right? The reason why God... Um, the reason why God was such a uh, spectacle, Jesus, um, to people is because he actually performed real miracles. Well, the thing is that never stopped. That still happens today. People that are still filled with the Spirit of God can lay hands on the sick and watch them healed. Uh, God still speaks to us all the time. So if you're one of those guys who's like, 
I don't believe in that. That's perfectly fine. But the reality of it is, is you probably haven't put yourself in a situation to see it. And if you haven't put yourself in a situation, go down to an apostolic church. Go down to somebody who's filled with the Spirit. Go down to somebody who is filled with the Spirit of God. Is that a, they talk about they talk about the um, the you know, the evidence? What the initial evidence of somebody speaking or excuse me was of being filled with the Spirit? And there are lots of controversy among this, that, and the other. But I would I would be I would challenge the person who says that they're filled with the Spirit. I'd challenge a person that's filled with the Spirit, um, or that says if they're, they're filled with the Spirit that that hasn't hasn't spoken tongues or hasn't spoken language is where where are your spiritual gifts because god god uses us in those he uses us in healing miracles i mean intuition's great i mean intuition there's smart people out there but just when you do your reading when you do your studying when you do any praying just and here's the thing i'll say at the end of this thing don't trust me because if you're not studying it for yourself and doing your own study and your own reading and your own praying, then you, you're, you're no different than sitting in a congregation, listening to somebody else and just taking what they have for granted. Yeah. So, um, do you said, you said it took you after you picked out a church, it took you about a year to find yes. the Holy Ghost. I'm what? analytical. What? Oh, jeez. <laughs> you are analytical. Oh, my God. But it's good. That's that's the way God made you. It's good. The whole Bible is like a math problem. Yeah. So why do you think then, after a year, why do you think the presence of God came came on you? Uh, b- b- because, well, a couple of reasons. Um, a couple of reasons. So... I'm an overthinker. I'm extremely analytical. I run a, a relatively decent-sized company, and everything to me in my everyday life is about business. It's all about numbers. It's all about logistics. It's all about A plus B is, you know, you got an answer, right? I mean, it's everything. And, and you know, <laughs> I studied, I read, and I prayed, and I'm like, why am I not getting the Spirit of God? Like, why am I not speaking this other language? Like, why, I see other people doing it. Like, it wasn't – I was skeptical at first, obviously, but you're always skeptical until you – until you, um, you know, you see it, you know, obviously somebody's always going to catch a bigger fish than you, just FYI. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but uh, anyways, so I think it was because I was, I was so analytical. I, I didn't get the, I didn't get the spirit of God in, in a church. I didn't get the spirit of God. I, but by the way, my journey, that's where, kind of where my journey started. It started actually, actually no, my journey started by doing my own personal reading and studying. And it led me to the church that I was at or the church that I'm at now. Um, but I think that, uh, I think that, um, how would I say this? I think I actually got the Holy Spirit. I was actually praying in my room, and I said, "God, you know, I, uh, I, I was doing everything I knew I knew I needed to do. I mean, I wasn't um, sleeping with my girlfriend. I wasn't. Um, uh, I was doing all the little things that I knew that I wasn't. You know, I was trying my best not to lie. You know, I was. I, we're not perfect, by the way. We, we're going to slip up. That's a thing. But the good thing about it, the good thing about God is he gives us another chance to keep on going, but just because he gives us another chance to keep on going doesn't mean we use that as a credit card just to continue doing it. Because a part of repentance is actually repentance means turns of 180. Going in another direction, asking for forgiveness is just the ma- words that come out of your mouth. Repentance is the action that follows it. So, um, so let me, go ahead. You think that it was I think I was common... I finally got in touch with my emotional side for the first time in my life. Well, I, I think you said something interesting too, though, because you said that you were doing, you were trying to follow Christ. Yeah. The best way you knew that. The best how. of my abilities. Okay. And that's what I think happened to me is I remember trying to follow Christ for the best of my ability. Yep. And then we realized, I realized that, oh my goodness, I can't do it because he's a perfect human being. I'm going to need this help. Right. 
And so when I had, when the Holy Spirit fell on me, He empowered me to keep going, to keep trying to be obedient, to keep doing that. So I think personally, and this is not anything religious or in the Bible, I, I just think that if Jesus sees a person trying to walk out his principles, sure, he says, I'm going to bring the helper. Now that is in the Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bring the helper because you need help. Absolutely. So that's interesting. That's really good. Well, what else you got, Mr. Jeremiah? Do you have anything else? Um, No, I mean, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, well, I have missed most of that because, um, for those who don't know, we now have, the reason it's been so long since we've gotten a podcast out is because we had a new baby about two months ago who requires a lot of attention, as you can imagine. So I can't wait to hear this on the podcast when it comes out. That's the baby coughing into the microphone. Um, so I look forward to it. <laughs> well, we are here with Jeremiah Beeson which uh, I've seen personally the Lord use with different miracles. When I used to go, me and Peyton used to go to their church, and some of the stories that he's told me, you know, I, I definitely believe. And, and he is very analytical. And no, no, it's a great thing. It's a great thing. It's, it's, it's needed. It's a, it's a different perspective. And... Uh, I like how you know about the Bible and you pull the scriptures out as you talk and it's very natural. So you back up. You've, you've really put a lot of thought into your uh, doctrine and uh, it's really neat, man. And we love you and we, we appreciate you coming to do this. Absolutely. I got one more thing. Okay, go ahead. He's got one more thing. Yeah, I got one more thing. Um, so I um, there, there, there's a couple of things I want to I wanna handle. Just There are just standard misconceptions when you come to God. Um, and one of the misconceptions I had was I had, I had to pray big fancy prayers. Um, if you're sitting down listening to it and you're like, oh, I'm actually interested. And if you're not, you will be one day um, because God has a funny way of either getting us to our, oh no, we have a funny way of getting us to our lowest of low to where all we can do is look up um, or we're just going to make the decision to, to make the change now. Yeah, you'll figure it out. But, my point is, is that um, just like you're having a conversation to God, uh, like I'll be honest with you, even, even some prayers I have today, my day's like, God, I, my day just sucks. Like this is crap. Like I cannot believe this happened today. Like this, this really was. This, this is just terrible. So, starting off a relationship with God it can be as simple as just having a conversation, and it doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be fancy. It doesn't have to be extravagant. It just He just wants you to be honest. And you got to realize it, it says it, it He. It says in the Bible that, that that he dealt with every single he has every single emotion we do, and not only does he have every single emotion we do, but he's fought the temptations that we have. So if you think that God is an unrelatable God just sitting up there that you cannot relate to, the reality of it is that's that's not the truth. Um, he has fought all of the temptations. He knows what you're going through. Not only does he know what you're going through, but chances are he's gone through something very similar. Um, and you're gonna you may feel a little weird talking to him at first, but let me tell you something is that is that um, and I know this has been quoted probably a million times. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And one of my favorite quotes, um, favorite quotes is from Henry Ford. It says, think you can or think you can't. Either way, you're right. It all starts with your mindset. So if you make up your mind that you want a different outcome of your life than is the last 
that, that is maybe different from the last, uh, you know, two, three, four years, um, then go for it. But you're the only person that can make that change. And by the way, um, ooh, don't blame everybody else for your problems because it's because the response to those problems and the response to those 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 trials is what matters the most the response is what builds character it's not what happens to you it's how it's what uh how you respond to it so talk to god you know if you're having a rough time um yeah just talk to him because that's that's really what he wants and that's kind of the, the very starting point it's just having that conversation with him and then get connected with somebody close to you or somebody maybe it may not be somebody close to you get connected with the local church get plugged in but just notice that the moment you start stepping in that right uh, that right direction satan's gonna start throwing stuff at you but the cool thing is and now you got god at your back and when you have god at your back then um he can give you the strength to endure whatever you need so Thank you for listening to Witness Podcast. You can email us at witnesspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook. Just search Witness Podcast. And we are also on Instagram at witnesspod. Um, The Instagram page has not been updated for a while, but it will be soon. Thank you guys for listening.